Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What a crazy day in the ATL. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike's out. Zeno is in. Uh, and I was just telling Chris, uh, we might as well start playing the X-Files music for all these conspiracy theories you have for the Hawks and what's going on with the Hawks. If you're just joining us, a couple of big stories, man. Conspiracy theories yes. or just factual conspiracy? Conspiracy. Um, one is Travis Slink steps down. Um, Landry Fields has been promoted, by the way. He'll he'll handle the day-to-day stuff, but Travis is going to be in, in as what the Hawks it's, call the way, it. You see how that works when you promote, you move up. What? You move up when you promote. There's there's no lateral. You just always move it up. Well, when, when you, you do the lateral thing, though, they don't touch your money, right? Allegedly. All it means is you do less work for the same money. Uh, advisory role for <laughs> Travis Slink. But for all these theories that you have about what's going on and now people are being traded and coaches are got, I think you're, you're going a little bit too far with this. Well, well, okay. Let's just take it for what do it is want, right you now. Want, you want me to put my crazy GM hat on? <laughs> do I really want to? I mean, listen, this is going to be fun. I Go played, ahead. I played crazy GM before. Go ahead, because we got to talk about the legendary Franco Harris. Go you, ahead. You, you want me to give you a name out there that could be traded? Now, it would require a third team just okay. because of the numbers. All right. There's a guy who plays in the NBA in a former city that the star here used to play in. Okay. Oklahoma City. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I'm sorry? Oklahoma City. Send him home. That's your, that's, your, that's your home ball. Go to your home. Call up Oklahoma City. Right now, you want Shea Gilgis, Shea Gilgis Alexander or He's you a want baller. Trey? He's a baller. He's a baller. Now, again, Oklahoma City has no, nothing else on their roster that you can trade for to make the numbers match, per se. So you're going to need a third team in there. Zeno, you know what I want. Me, me, me to keep of, spitting some fire? No, no, outside of all this speculation. And by the way, he's a baller. I want a winner. That's all I want. I want to be able to say, hey, we are contending for championships year in and year out. That's all I want. Let me ask you a question. Can, can, can I get that? I mean, all this speculation, I don't know what star fits, what star doesn't fit, what star needs to be here, what star doesn't. I know that we feel like we have all the answers because I hear from you guys all the time and people like you. But what Beautiful, I want smart, is a winner. Gorgeous people. Um, if you want a winner. A winner. You don't have one right now. So unless you change things, you're not going to get one. Period. And I'm saying any change. You cannot, and I said this this offseason, you absolutely cannot run this thing back and expect different results. You're not an Eastern Conference Finals team. And again, when somebody tweeted me, let me give him credit real quick because he pointed out, Hawks, uh, Philadelphia blew a 26-point lead in that playoff series. They did. Yeah, Yeah, they did. They did. Well, I mean. We showed grind and grit. You're not an Eastern Conference Finals team. You showed grind and grit and you had Kevin Herter on your roster. You got rid of that guy. How'd you get better? It's, I'm not saying it's about him. I'm just saying you did thank not you, thank you, you did thank not you. do anything to <laughs> DeJounte Murray is the only move you made this offseason. Yes. And it was a smart move. It was it, a good move. I'm not saying it wasn't. 
Now, has is it, that enough to make you an Eastern Conference Finals well, team again? Here's the problem. This this is why I've been so hesitant to kill everybody on the team is because these injuries have played a role. They have. But even when we are full strength, do we look that way? I, I that's been the that's been the conversation. You guys can chime in, man. 404-741-0929. We're talking about the Hawks. We're also talking about Carlos Correa. Stunning turn of events. He agrees to a 12-year, $315 million contract with the Mets, not the Giants. So he backs out of the Giants deal because there was medical issues or the health or the concerns or whatever they were concerned about and literally goes, ah, okay, I'll go to the Mets, which for us, Braves fans, is a problem because now all of a sudden the Mets on paper look a lot better than the Braves do. Now, we're still defending divisional champions. We still own this division and we have for five straight years. They still have to go through us. But I got to tell you, I'm looking at, on, on, at this lineup on paper. Zeno, stout. Well, like, look, who are you pitching around? Coming up here in a little bit, we're going to go player for player, lineup for lineup. You're going to tell me who you think is better. Okay. You're talking about our Braves and the Mets? Yes. Okay. And it's okay, Braves fans, to admit that the Mets are better than you are right now. Doesn't mean it's going to play out that way on the field. What they've put together this offseason is better than the Braves. Yeah, but spending doesn't equate to chips, and we know this. We, we do know it. But and some, they're spending a lot. $380 million some, payroll next sometimes year. Sometimes it does. And that's what you have to do. I've said this repeatedly. Aggressive GMs and aggressive owners win more than non-aggressive GMs and owners. Period. Don't you want somebody who's every year going to go, screw it, I'm going all in. Yeah, but I also want... It's, sp- why, we, it's why we put poker on TV for that moment. I, <laughs> I want smart people who also don't give away... $300 million contracts because they think that's the hey, one that's going to take them over the top. It's OPM. It's other people's money. You ain't got to worry about it. I, I, I don't want that. I want to be competitive, and the Braves have been that. We'll get back into this, but that is a big story because it affects our division. Exactly right. You guys, man. You, Conspiracy just, you, 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 you need to buy into this whole thing. All right, man. Turtle behind the glass. He is our engineer. Bo Morgan is out this week. Turtle, let's get to an NFL. Blue! Hey. Hey. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league. This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. Rest in peace, Franco Harris. It's another good Italian. The timing of this. Two days before the 50-year anniversary. It seems almost circular. Like, you know. Yes, it does. As bad. And he was just on the radio. He's on Sirius the other, like yesterday, I think. I I said this to you guys earlier. And and again, looks are deceiving, right? I mean, any any of us could go in any time. But I said, Franco, last time I saw him, he looked fine. Like, he he wasn't. He wasn't ill. He wasn't downtrodden. It was, he looked okay. And then you told me that, Chris, about him being on the on XM yesterday, and I'm like, wow. Just never know. 72 years old, Franco Harris, for those of you who de- never saw him, never watched him play, he went in the Hall of Fame, guys, in 1990. Franco Harris was a bad dude. A dog. He was big. Mean. 6'2", 2-something, two, 225, 230. You go back to the 70s. That's a big back. Yes. It's a big back. Now, you talk about Derrick Henry. That was Derrick Henry. Nine times Pro Bowler, 13 seasons, ran for over 12,000 yards, Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl nine. Went to Penn State, was legendary. I mean, everything about Franco Harris, and I probably met him four, maybe five times over the years of covering Super Bowls, and Franco would be there, and he'd be making his rounds, and he was just always an interesting guy to get on because of those four Super Bowls that the Steelers won, and he had great stories. Guys, I want to put this in perspective, too. The Steelers organization, and I don't think you'll ever see this again, 
when they acquired all this talent, and a lot of Steelers will tell you they didn't become the Steelers until Franco Harris got there. Guys, they drafted 10 Hall of Famers. It's pretty good. Drafted. So the teams that ended up winning all those chips in the 70s and, in, you know, even into the early 80s where they were competing, c- competitive, I don't know if you ever see that. Half your starting roster is Hall of Famers. Can, can, can I just – Terry Bradshaw doesn't belong in Hall of Fame. Well, we can argue that. But, but that's neither here nor there. But I, I hear you. Anyways, Franco Harris passing away, his, his son confirming overnight that he had passed away. Um, the Steelers are going to do a lot of stuff this weekend, man. Um, I mean, I'm sure Saturday it's, night. It's going to be That's incredible. a night game on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be incredible. And the NFL was doing a special celebration of the Immaculate Reception anyway. Man, there's going to be tears on those, on those terrible towels. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know if there is a, a more iconic play. We can, we can probably talk about the David Tyree catch, you know, that ultimately. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. one. If, if I showed you, you go, oh, I remember that. Yep. It's probably top two or three plays in NFL history. In NFL history. Yeah. The way the ball f- is tipped and comes back to him I, and he catches it and he's running and it just. I just, again, I, I, like I said yesterday, I don't know why he was still running. <laughs> Like, the ball didn't go to him. Like, he didn't even slow up. He was still full speed. Yeah. It's not like it landed in his lap. He caught it as a shoestring. He caught it at the bottom of his feet and basically snatched it off the ground. Like, he was still running towards where the play was going. Like, you, just, you almost never. It's like that Derek Jeter play. It's like, what was he doing there? Yeah. And the great John Madden always talked about, you know, we don't give Madden enough credit for the teams he had, but they always had to go through those Steelers and Vikings teams. And, and they'd come up short, right? I mean, that they were always there, and that's why the Raiders this weekend playing the Steelers is such an iconic matchup because of that reception. Rest in peace, Franco Harris. Meanwhile, guys, is Jalen Hurts going to play? Well, Nick Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, says there's a chance. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness, so there's a chance he could play this week. He is one of the toughest guys I know, and he heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like yours or mine, right? And so I'm shaming myself there a little bit, too. His body's not like ours. He came back fast from his injury last year. And, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I will not rule him out. I will not put a timetable on him. Is he calling fat guys fat or something? Like, his body's not like yours or mine. Well, who's, what's he alluding to? That he's, uh, he's quite the physically fit individual, mentally and physically. I don't know. I mean, it, I think a lot of this is gamesmanship at this point in time. Does he play? Because, you know, Dallas against Gardner Minshew feels a lot different than it does against, you know, what Minshew brings to the table versus what Hurts brings to the table just from a purely running standpoint, keeping a play alive. Yeah. Forget him taking off and running. Just keeping a play alive is dynamically different. Jalen Hurts, what does he think about playing on Saturday? You know, we're playing a really good team, a really good opponent, and doing everything we can on a short week to be at full health. From your perspective, do you think you have a chance to play on Saturday? Definitely a chance. Um, taking it day by day, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, I would love to tell you I was going to bet this game, but I'm not now. I'm taking every single one of those points. You still taking them? Yeah. I, I, Is I it moved? I, Has I, it moved? I had a little argument with my friend last night who hung up the phone on me. About uh, I, I've done that. He, he tells me I'm crazy. What hung up the phone on me? Yeah, yes, I know. Um, it's okay. I don't hate you for it. I still love you. Uh, just because I'm like, the entire Eagles team is still intact. Gardner Minshew won two games for the Eagles last year. The Eagles are too sound in every aspect of the football game to have Dallas win this game by more than a field goal. Mm. 
All right, we got to shift gears, guys, because we get a chance to talk to a Falcon player every week on this show. And this week, we get a chance to talk to Troy Anderson, who's been balling out for our Atlanta Falcons. And uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to him here in just a second. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. Remember when they drafted him? I was like, Troy Anderson, what's going on? Where did he go to school? Yeah. And where is Montana State? You're seeing him play and have an impact on this Falcon defense as the Falcons get ready for the Ravens. So we're going to shift gears and talk to Troy for a few minutes here uh, coming up on the show. Also, we'll get to we'll get to yeah man, no man, and we'll certainly get back into your thoughts. I want to open up the phone lines and ask Hawk fans about how they're feeling about this. You can tell me it has no bearing on things. And it's okay to admit I'm right. I I think it does. It's okay to admit my conspiracy theories have a lot of teeth to them. You, You have a lot of them. You have a lot of, yeah. but, but I do think this this has a, uh, some effect on where we're going and what's going to happen. I'm so curious to see how they play tonight. I am so curious. You think they ball they, out? I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I mean, again, it, it's it's not like you see the GM walking through the locker room all that often. Like it almost never happens. Yeah. But these are the kind of moves that reverberate through every ounce of the organization. You're you're getting a different person running the ship, and you are getting somebody who's got maybe has a different philosophy. Than the other guy. This isn't like Travis Slank stepped away after they won a championship and retired and we're just sort of continuing this whole thing. This is a mid-season GM, quote, stepping away, you know, however you want to phrase it. And now everybody's got to feel the effects of that. Joining us right now on the WaitFor.com hotline here on Dukes and Bell, Mark Zeno in for Mike. It's Troy Anderson. Troy, man, what's going on? It's been a while since we had you on. Uh, I think we talked, you know, at the beginning of the season and I was asking you about Yellowstone and how fake that is to you because you grew up that way. But, bro, I got to tell you, man, you've been balling out. Talk about this this playing time you're getting and this transition of now getting into the league and, and getting some a real feel for what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been good so far. You know, obviously we're trying to trying to win games, and um, I guess my mindset is just try to you know go out to practice and get better every week and every day. Um, and it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. You know, Troy, when, as a player, you're always compelled to evaluate your performance. You do it after every single week. You're, you know, almost done with the season now. How do you kind of look at your performance? And I'm not asking you to grade how much you've grown, but just whether it's week to week or over the course of the whole year, what are some of the biggest things that stand out to you about what has changed about your game? I think it's just just confidence, kind of getting confidence in the scheme um, and in my abilities. The game is, you know, I think it has slowed down as the season's gone on and you just build that confidence in, um, which allows you to play faster and, and make more plays um, and just have that, that trust and trust in yourself and your teammates um, to kind of move forward. 6'4", 235 pounds. Troy Anderson joining <laughs> us. 55 tackles, man. Um, so tell us this, like, you know, uh, what's been the hardest thing for you to, to, to adjust to now that you've become a starter for this defense? What has it been? Is it, is it coverages? Is it just being in the right place? What's been the hardest part? Uh, I think it's just being consistent. You know, when you're in there every single play, um, you have to be locked in and dialed. Um, I mean, always, instead of, you know, kind of what I was doing before where I was doing the spot duty, which was, which is great. But, you know, you can kind of be able to step back and, and look at things and um, evaluate from the sideline and, and make adjustments. But when you're in there every single play, I think it, you, know, you have to be locked in because you're, you're out there. And um, so I think that's kind of the, the biggest thing. Overall, when you look at the defense and how they've grown throughout the year, um, what stands out to you as far as the sort of improvements that this defensive unit has made? I think we're just we're playing together. You know, we're, we have always played extremely hard. We kind of hang our hat on that, um, trying to improve on stopping the run. You know, every single week, that's one of our main goals. 
if you can win on first and second down, you can get them into third down and make it, make situations uh, more favorable for us as a defense. And, I mean, that's kind of our, our main goal every week. Troy, everybody has an NFL moment. I've talked to guys many, many years now, and they all say, all right, I'm on the field, and this play happens, or I run into this guy, or this guy blocks me, or I make this play, and I realize I'm in the league. When was that play for you? What What was that moment for you? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I, I'm not sure. There's probably been a few this year uh, where somebody's, somebody's really got, got me, uh, <laughs> kind of caught me off guard. Um, Blocking you? Yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, just something like that. You know, you get get your bell rung and just like, oh man, yeah, these guys are pretty good. So, I guess there's been a few. Have you have you tackled somebody and went, dude? I, I was watching this guy two years ago. Like, it it dawns on you that you are playing with guys that you've had a chance to watch and admire from afar. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, when we're playing Tom Brady, he's been in the league for longer than I've been alive, which is, which is kind of ridiculous when I look over there. And yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Yeah. He's, you're 23, by the way, right? 23? Yeah, 23. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so speaking of quarterbacks, just curious. When the quarterback change is made, obviously it doesn't affect the defense per se and what you guys do, but how overall does it affect the unit and, like, just the tenor of the locker room and the game and everything else? Do you fee- even feel a difference on the defensive side? I mean, I don't think that we, we necessarily feel a defense or a difference. Um we're going to support whoever's out there. You know, we're excited that Des is, Des is playing. Obviously, he, he brings a, a new dimension to our offense, um, and he's, he's growing and learning every week, as we all are. Um, so we're fully supportive of him and excited to see what he can do. Linebacker Troy Anderson joining us here on Dukes and Bell. Falcons getting ready for the Ravens. Troy, they make you account for the quarterback, don't they? I mean, I don't know how much – I'm sure you've watched a lot of film already, but what do you know about the Ravens? Because that's the thing that jumps out at me. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Lamar – or Huntley, they make you account for the quarterback with the way they play. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're extremely talented. I mean, they, they run the ball. Their schemes are, are difficult to, you know, play against. And then that, that plus-one run game with the quarterbacks, a whole other dimension, whether it be Lamar or, or whoever's back there. Um, tremendous athletes and decision makers. Uh, yeah, you, you always have to be on your toes. Does it, does it give you a little sense of relief that you don't have to try to run down Lamar this weekend? <laughs> well, I guess I – I haven't heard that he's he's not playing, but um, he's a tremendous player. But, I mean, Huntley's been playing well as well. So, you know, we always have to be prepared for anybody. Well, Troy, man, we wish you the best of luck uh, on Saturday. And, by the way, Merry Christmas. I know it's weird to be playing on Saturday and then turn around and, and Christmas is on Sunday. But, man, let's go try to get a win, Troy. Appreciate you jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. All right, Merry brother. Christmas. Be safe. That guy, by the way, he brings the hat. He brings the hat. Like one of them Yellowstone hats? No, no, like no, 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 no. Like he likes to, as they say in football, lay the wood. He mm. likes to hit people. He likes to hit people. I like guys on my team that like to hit people. That's not a, never a bad thing. No. We need more physicality, man. I didn't realize he was that big, though. 6'4", 235? He moves fast for that big. Yeah, he's, he's fast. All right, coming up, guys, we got plenty more to dive into. Um... That was Troy Anderson, by the way, as we got a little time uh, to spend with him. We'll come back. We're going to talk about the Braves and where they're at. Zeno has a theory about that as well. I'll let you hear when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I was just looking at the uh, key announcements where some of the top recruits in the country have now committed. And uh, we're going to find out more about Georgia coming up here at uh, around 440. Now, we normally have Connor Riley at 4. We had to push him back today because of National Signing Day. 
So we want to get the full scope of things, and we'll know a little bit more at 440. Zeno, how much attention do you pay to this, by the way? I love today. Here's where I'm at with this, by the way, and I say this all the time every year when, when this comes around. Signing day is more about getting your fan base and your alums excited about mm-hmm. what the future holds yep. than anything else. Half the guys you sign today may not even be there next year. Now we got the portal. Yeah. I literally mean that. I used to say that. People go, well, yeah, these kids are going to transfer. With the portal, they might. So you sign these guys today, but within a year, things can certainly change. But what you're hoping is you sign a class that comes in, you keep the core, the group, the, 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 the main pieces of a particular class and you're able to build those guys up and around them, and you become the winningest class like Georgia has now, competing for potentially another national championship. That's the hope. But it doesn't always play out that way. But listen, it does matter. And if you're telling me that your school is 50th in recruiting and you're competing for a national championship, I'm probably going to tell you that's no, not happening. There, there's, a, there's actually a mathematical formula to, uh, that is backed up who wins a national title and who makes it to the college football playoff based off, off the recruiting class. Matters. Uh, if, if you look at it, it clearly has a direct correlation on it. So, yes, today is very important. I will note this, though. It's, uh, you know, 3 o'clock, and Clemson and Georgia have already announced their signing classes and or had their signing day press conferences, so they're done. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, really great programs like that, uh, they're already on to 24. You know, they, they, they have already moved on. So it just tells you the level of the program where Georgia is right now. If they can get this stuff locked up early, they're not scrapping at the end. They're not. They're not hoping to get one last guy to to, to come on board. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, these are, these are programs that have done all the legwork ahead of time. That makes this day a lot less anxious and a lot easier for them than many other schools. Yeah, Alabama. For those who don't know, um, they got the top two running backs in the country. Don't they need wide receivers? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I just I think it's just impressive when you start talking about you know Alabama and their demise. They're not going anywhere, no. guys. Um, Don't be silly. Justice Hayes, kid from Buford, saw him play this year. Really good. Uh, Richard Young's a kid from Florida. Top two running backs. Bama signed. So um, that's something that that when you start talking about Bama and their success. Now listen, they, they've been able to get quarterbacks. I mean, you're going back now the last six years, seven years where quarterback has not been an issue. And, guys, even when Tua committed to Alabama, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, everybody thought Mac Jones was going to change his committee. He was like, no, I'm coming. And then he got one year and balled out. So I don't think they're going anywhere, but uh, right now it looks like they're going to have the number one class in the country. We'll talk more with Connor Riley. I want you to hear real quick Kirby talking about NIL, and then I want to ask you about Car- Carlos Correa and this flip, and now he's a Met and what this means for us in this division. This is Kirby talking about NIL and transfer portal issues. $5 million offers for quarterbacks at North Carolina. We're reading, you know, emoji attacks from Matt Rule on landing. I mean, how, how crazy is it out there, and, and how much of an advantage do you have with the stability you have in your program? What, what, what could you tell us about the landscape right now? No clue, man. I'm working on Ohio State 24-7. You believe it? You believe Kirby there? Yeah. He, he's like, I don't know about this transfer portal thing. Now, he did take pride. You guys remember this. Well, he doesn't have to worry about it as much. He, he doesn't. Alabama had 19 people enter the transfer portal. 19. But, again, that doesn't – when you're a program like Alabama or Georgia, for somebody to leave doesn't necessarily mean anything. anything. Nope. Because the cupboard is so full. It's so stocked. Most of the guys leaving are secondary and tertiary guys who just want to get playing time, and they realize they ain't getting it here. You know, they, they were good enough to be recruited here, but guess what? There was a different level when they got here. Uh, either they didn't live up to the billing of their star recruit, uh, you know, five stars, four star, three star, whatever it is, or, you know, they just want to play now and they don't feel like waiting. So, 
By the way, who's quarterback in Bama next year? That's a is good, it great question. Is it Jalen Milrow? Is he, is he taking over? Well, it depends on if they – and I haven't seen today if they've signed a, another five-star quarterback to come in. But uh, right now it looks like Alabama, Georgia, the U, has done really well, and it looks like they're going to be top five. Texas, go Horns, in the top five as well. LSU, Notre Dame. Listen, these are the usual suspects, guys. When mm-hmm. we talk about National Signing Day, right, Tennessee, a top ten class, it looks like. Clemson may be on the outside looking in of top ten. OU is in this. Um, Notre Dame had a really good class. I'm not surprised by any of this, by um, what we're seeing, but we're going to get the full scope for for Georgia coming up here in about an hour with Connor Riley. Let's talk about what's going on with with Major League Baseball. First and foremost, I want to acknowledge Dansby Swanson. He puts out the full page, Mm -hmm. Instagram. Classy. Very. Thank you, Atlanta. You've grown up with me. You know, you've seen us through the trials and tribulations of being losers Losing 90 games and then turning into a World Series champions. But Dansby thanked everybody, and, and I thought it was completely classy. And listen, if you got something bad to say about him on his way out, as, as Zeno mentioned the other day, he took the best deal. And I just don't think there's anything to frown about. And he didn't get overpaid, guys. No, no, and, and anything to frown about. But a classy move by Dansby. What, what's this Carlos Correa thing mean for the Mets? You now think they are the better team in this division? I don't think it's debatable at this point. Objectively, it's not debatable. So they spent a lot of money. So okay. what? Well, again, winning the offseason doesn't mean you win championships. Thank you. That, that no, no one, no one is ever saying it does. They don't play the well, World Series. Well, isn't that what you're saying? No. What I'm saying here is that to start the season, on paper, they've put together a better roster, one through twenty-six. That's okay. That's fair. Doesn't mean that the Braves can't beat them. Doesn't mean that the Braves can't win. But they have made more moves to get better than they were last year. Did the Braves make more moves to get better than they were last year? The answer is no. Does that mean that they can't be as good as they were last year? I prefer them not to get in a ten and a half game hole the first two months of the season. That that you'd like to see that happen. But part of the reason they got in a ten and a half game hole, you could argue, is because they lost one of their best players in the offseason. They lost their leader. They lost their clubhouse guy. Now they're doing it again. Are they better at every position oh, on the field? We're gonna go down player for player, and I'm gonna ask you. Is it better, worse, or a wash? All right. That's on the way. When we come back, yeah, man, no, man, on this Wednesday show, it's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. NIL deals affecting where some guys end up. We'll tell you a story coming up. Connor Riley's going to join us from Dog Nation. We'll get you caught up on what the dogs have done on uh, signing day in the 4 o'clock hour. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Um, we didn't mention this in the Blitz, but I got to mention this, you know. Matt Ryan's been benched again. Nick Foles is going to start against the Chargers. Uh, they asked Jeff Saturday about it, and he said, just felt like we didn't make enough plays. So this is now the second time this season that Matt Ryan has been benched. He's been benched for Sam Ellinger and Nick Foles and blown a 33-point lead. Well, he didn't blow it, but yes. But he's been part of the, you know. Yeah. No, it's on his resume. No doubt. Um, poor Matt. What else can you say? I mean, honestly, if he retired right now, would you be mad at him? Like, wh- wh- He's not starting there next year. No. He's not. No. He's not the quarterback in Indianapolis next no. year. There's they- no. So either they're going to cut him and eat the cap money because they actually do have some cap space. Um. Or they're going to try to trade him, but where's he going to go? Who wants Matt Ryan as a quarterback right now? And by the way, he's not coming back here, folks, so just don't even put it in your mind. No, 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 no. No, I, uh, I I totally agree with you. Now, if he still wants to play, he may catch on somewhere else. But You think Matt Ryan's not... taking a backup role anywhere? Hell no. Where is he a starter right now? He's not. This was his opportunity to go prove to everybody that he can play, still play at a high level and play somewhere else. But he can't. So... Yeah, the 33-point the, the I mean, comeback, again, your defense folded, but you only scored three points in the second half. So, And, oh, by the way, uh, just because this debate is always fun and Atlanta hates me for it, but, you know, the last statement of your career is this, if this is done, it for Matt Ryan, doesn't bode well for a Hall of Fame resume. No. Zeno, I talked about it on my national show last week. Listen, two of the most iconic comebacks in the history of the league. Sport, yep. You're related to. You're on the wrong side of it. And as much as I've said, he's, he's you know, top 10 passing yards. Uh, he's the best quarterback that ever played here. Completions, touchdowns, all the numbers that supposed, supposedly matter to get you into the Hall of Fame. How much from a national media standpoint do these two losses hurt you? And again, go back and look at the Super Bowl numbers. Matt is not the reason why the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. He played really well in that game. Well, they only scored three points in the second half of that game, And too. this is – so, again, how much do these national guys who, who have a say in, oh, he's going to get in, go, well, you know what? He still deserves to be in. It's hard to overcome these moments when they're everywhere and everybody's watching. It's Dukes and Bell. Let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo is out. That means Turtle is in, and he's got yeah, man, no man. What's going on, Turtle? You know what I do if I'm Matt Ryan? You know where I go be a backup and get myself a ring? Where? Cincinnati. <laughs> go play behind Joe Burrow. All right. Joe Burrow gets hurt a lot. He can come in for a game or two, so he feels like he's a part of it. 
and go uh, sit behind one of the brightest stars in the NFL. They don't. Joe Burrow's not a guy that runs around a lot. He runs when he needs to. He's not a mobile quarterback, so it's a similar style of play. They got all the big receivers out there. If he wants to prove that he could still chuck it, go throw the ball to those guys out there, Higgins and I mean, company. They're going to get about $18 million in dead cap from Matt Ryan next year mm. if they cut him. Mm. So another team harmed on his way out. Interesting. All right, guys. You know what I got to do here? What's that? I got to call out somebody. Who? What I do now? Not you. Oh, okay. This time. <laughs> Thank the you for he- that. The head honcho of 92.9 The Game. We got a problem, Mike Wait, Conti. What's going on? Well, we taped a podcast this morning. He's been doing a great job filling in. Uh, as you guys know, our buddy Stephen Gagliano moved on to Greener Pastures. Oh! My, really? My former podcast host. Yeah. Uh, so our very own Mike Conti's been doing it with me. We've okay. been having a lot of fun. And today we ranked our top five must-watch holiday movies that you and the fam sit down and watch okay. every year. He put on his list not one, but two Rocky movies. What? On that list. How? Rocky one yeah, okay. and Rocky Four. What are you uh-huh. talking about? Okay. As yeah. holiday movies. Well, I mean, by the same premise that Die Hard is a holiday, is a Christmas there movie. There is no Rocky premise. Four it is a, is a, Christmas, it is movie, a yeah. Christmas movie. Go I mean, ahead. Clearly, Rocky could have never fought that fight on any other day but Christmas. Rocky one? No, Rocky four. Four, yes. It's one? Not, not a holiday one movie, One is not though. a holiday movie. Well, it takes place during the holidays. The whole thing does. Wait a minute. I just said this the other day about Die Hard, and you adamantly on, argued with me. Open the door. Me. Look, the boss is walking in now. You adamantly right, argued with me. Because I, I wouldn't argue. I'm, I'm now using your argument that Die Hard is a Christmas movie to coalesce the argument that Rocky Four is a Christmas movie. 27 references to Christmas. He's at a holiday party. He goes across the country to okay. visit his wife and his kids I, for the holidays. I think it's only fair that we bring in the man of the argument All here. right, Mike Conti, is this true? Yes. They're clearly holiday movies. <laughs> Tell us, Mike. Tell Rocky us. Rocky okay. one? Yeah, come on. It, because first of all, as you know, he fights Apollo on New Year's Day, 1976. Yep. All the relevant training occurs during the holiday, during season. The holiday yep. season. Adrian moves in with right. Rocky Remember because Paulie of a dispute. Gets rid of turkey and, and yes, yeah. a dispute with Paulie yep. during oh, like a Christmas yep. special. Yep. Uh, I believe their first date was on Black Friday. Yep. Am and I on, correct? On when they went ice skating. Yep. yep. And they wanted the Zamboni driver kept trying to shoo him out of yep. there because it was Black Friday. It's absolutely a holiday movie. Uh, listen, if you, if this you sounds like Die a Hard, lot of projecting to me. If you are saying no. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Conti is a thousand percent right. And I, listen, Rocky Four, he beat Drago on Christmas night right. in the Soviet Union right. and peace on earth. The end of the Cold War <laughs> exactly. in the process. So now so, we need Rocky to go fight Vladimir Putin again. Yes. We'll end this whole thing in Ukraine in about 15 rounds. Now, I would not argue Rocky IV. Listen, it's one of the most patriotic. I don't care what you guys say. It's one of the most patriotic movies in the, the history war. of movies. That's absolutely one man right. The okay? entire war. If I, if, like I Valkyrie, can change, if I can change, okay? You can change. I've seen a lot of changes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of changes. In the way I feel about you. And the way you feel about me. feel about me. Tonight, we had two men. Killing, killing each, each other, other for 15 it's better rounds. better than 20 million. That's right. 
And Gorbachev was very moved. That's right. He was there. And the entire there. Politburo. I, I would have to say probably one of the more significant events ever shown on Thursday Night Fights yes. on USA Network. Mm-hmm. Barry Tompkins on the call. Christmas night, 1985. Yeah, it's a holiday right. movie for sure. Four, I absolutely agree with one. <laughs> now holiday me, season. Now you got me wanting to go back and watch one. I haven't seen one in years. Yeah, yeah. go back and look at all the I Christmas seen one references. In years. The, Bong. Right, yeah, when he pushes the button on his Bong. finger. Yeah, exactly right. I'm going to use Good, a dirty just, word here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whores, you understand? <laughs> what, Screw you, creepo. What, what were the other three that you, you selected? Uh, the other three I selected were... Uh, this what? is Mike Conti, by the way, guys. We're talking yeah. about the podcast he did with Turtle. Chris, they're doing this thing, and he, they were talking about top five movies. Turtle, do you think I should spoil it, or do you think I should make him download the podcast? Ooh, you got to go check out Off Air wherever you get your podcast. Well, other controversial selections, okay. I will say that. There, well, were, those there two were some are... other controversial selections. Guys are hitting us up right now. No way, Rocky's a holiday movie. Well, I Listen, disagree. If you don't believe it, Rocky's a holiday movie, you're just not American. Because all of the key moments in his character development were a product of holiday stressors. Okay, he had to be a loan shark to get money, you but know, to buy Cuff and Link. Yeah. You know, some some holiday food. But uh, Zeno's right. Like, Polly throws Adrian out of the house because they're having a fight over a holiday meal. Arguably, Rocky Five. Also a holiday yep. movie. Just what I needed, an 80%. Wait a minute. Of, yeah. Wait a minute. Also, Rocky five. Right absolutely. During, yes, it happens during Christmas. It happens during Christmas. The whole fight at the end happens during Christmas. Christmas Eve, I believe. Yes. Correct? Yep. Remember, he took Tommy, my room. the machine gun. Yeah, Tommy Gunn, <laughs> a.k.a. Tommy Morrison, moves into the, yep. the Balboa household, household yep. in North Philadelphia. Rocky, you're losing your family. By it, the way, that was not a good movie. No. no, there's no such no. thing as a bad Rocky. Just no. one is better no. than another. No. No. Five it, it, was not. There's no good. such thing no. as a bad Rocky. Stallone himself, no, no, no. Stallone himself even said it was I'm, so I'm, bad I'm not going that he to had say to come that. back and make three more. Well, yeah. and, and you know, those three were better. To end like that, much better. Those three were better. Much five better. was terrible. I'm sorry, Zeno. I listen. I get it. You, the, the, you, your Italian roots won't allow you to do it. I understand. I, I, listen, you know. Although, although it did have one of the great lines of the whole series. Yes. What's that? When. Tommy Gunn was challenging Rocky to the fight. Rocky was in the neighborhood bar, mm-hmm. and and his his, his barfly friends oh, okay. uh, wanted to come out and help him. Hey, and guys, they're all no. like four hundred pounds. Rocky's seen no fighting contest. He needs some help. Rocky goes, hey, no, "I've seen no fighting. Hey, not a fighting contest." <laughs> Rocky one, Rocky four. If you guys dispute this, go watch them. Okay. And then find us on social media Absolutely. and let us know what you think. Rocky Five. All right. Five, I'm 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 not sure, but one I'm gonna go back and watch now because now mm-hmm. you get all these reference points. Yeah. Four, I'm totally on board with you guys. Okay. Totally right. on board. So that's what happened. I started off and I was like, Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas, the Grinch, and then he comes out. This guy comes out firing well, with Rocky One I, and Rocky Four. I would argue and download the podcast when it hits tomorrow that Chris's number one was not a Christmas movie either. Oh. And it's not Die Hard. Oh. No. No. no, but it was clearly es- not a Christmas movie. We've already established this, Zeno. Would you stop? Okay. All right. Listen. We've established it is. There are certain hills that I'm willing to die on. And this is one of them. <laughs> I've realized that. Actually, Chris, give me, give me your number five. You've given two of Conti's. Give me one of yours. All give right. Me one my, of yours. my number five was the Polar Express. Love it. And that is that has more <laughs> sentimental value to me than how good the movie is. Love you guys it. might throw something at me. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so you, good. You, you and the boys should watch it, man. It's the great. boys have seen it. It's a good movie for kids. Yeah, it's great. It's a good movie. Seriously. Yeah.
I'm more into Boris Karloff. Mike also establishes on the podcast uh, there's a certain type of holiday movie, I won't spoil it, that he cannot watch because it makes him cry like a baby. Oh, well, listen, it's that time of year, man. It is. It's emotional time. Sentimental things. Still processing all my childhood trauma. There you go. So Chris is right. There is a genre. Chris, give away your number one, though. I mean, because it is ludicrous to consider your number one to be a Christmas movie. Go ahead and give it away. All right. My number one was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's totally a holiday movie. It's a Thanksgiving Thank movie. You, I'm, on, I'm on board. It, it's a, Thank wait, you. You are, you, are, you, are, you are lumping holidays wait, together, man. Minute. What so do now, you mean? Now is Halloween a holiday movie? Yeah. They're what? trying to get home for the holiday. For no, they're Thanksgiving. trying to get home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different holiday. <laughs> wait a minute. That's like that's like calling Army-Navy a bowl game because it's played in December. Right. Like, come all, on. All <laughs> I remember is they're trying to get home for the holidays. Very stressful time. See? What is Carl's recollection of the movie? Holiday movie. But Thank it's a you. Different holiday. If I'm trying to get home for the Fourth of July, there's, it's not a holiday there's movie. There's nothing Christmassy about Thanksgiving other than Santa appearing at some parade. At a parade, we, you, you know, at the end coming of the out morning. early. Right, he's got the proper poundage on Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. <laughs> and, and seriously, Santa co-ops the whole damn thing and steals it because he shows up early. Can we all agree we love Elf, though? Do, is everybody in Elf's the room love a, Elf? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Love Elf. Elf. Fantastic. Didn't make my top five. Time yeah, out. it's not my top five. Wait a minute. Why are you looking at You have seen Elf. I've seen it, but I just I, I wouldn't put it anywhere near my top five. What? You're sitting on a pile of lies right now. I am. Ooh, a Elf throne of lies. is Ooh. excellent. It's an ag- excellent. It's an aggressive statement. It Sitting is. on a pile of lies. Well, I mean, omitting Elf from the top. Five. I, like, I, Elf I is good. Don't the, get me one wrong. One could argue it, my entire radio career sits on a pile of lies. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thank you for coming in and clarifying. I defend myself. Uh, it, well, go yeah. back and watch it again. You'll see. Well, one, I am. I'm, I'm going to have some time yeah. here. I got some time. I'm going to go check it out. I've not seen. I've told Mike this a couple of weeks ago. I went back and watched Rocky Three. Is my favorite because Clubber Lang and the whole thing. But best, not, by the way, best fight scene. Oh. But I've not gone back to watch one in many. I've not seen it. You know, there are some Rocky purists who say three is the worst one. What? Believe it or not. Yeah. Listen, I I, I would say that is the worst one. But I would. I will say the actual best fight itself is Rocky three. Oh, I love. I love the shortest one. Well, it's the shortest one too. And then, uh, and then, do you like the creeds? Knock it tomorrow. Love them. Yeah, love them. Both of them. And and. Two may have even been better than one. I have, and, and now they're doing a third yes. where oh, he's going to fight Clubber's kid. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. So yeah. get ready. I no. mean, I, I think the creeds have been fantastic. Can we, can we just, can we just yeah. acknowledge for one moment that the '80s is still the greatest decade for music, movies and music ever? Because that's why they're remaking them all because they were so uber good. I'm not mad Every at that. '80s music I'm not mad was, at that. Was, was brought back in the '90s and on. I mean, we're still remixing think, '80s music. I think '90s. I think you could argue 90s. I think you could argue We're 90s. We're still remixing 80s music. Oh, it's a new breed. It's a Biggie new breed. Biggie made an entire career off 80s music. It's, it, come on. Sampling has always been a part of music. You know what else we're going to acknowledge? The fact that the best present we can give the boss is some clock integrity. <laughs> yes, right. So I'm going to yeah. remind you and that I'm, we are wow. brought to you by the W Sauce. Right. Thank you. Thank Bigger, you. better, bolder, and go to the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. <laughs> save 10%. Code SquidBilly10. Turtle hit Chris's music. And I want to hear you guys nail this tease, too. Oh, well. Nail I'm, it. I, I'm glad you're here because. I'll just sit back there. Coming up, we're going to talk about the future of our Atlanta Hawks. And is there a possibility that there could be big changes coming with the changes that happened today? Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 